BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You are now listening to the Philly Pod. A Philadelphia sports podcast. All right, welcome back. Fox Sports Radio to Gamble, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Sean Brayson, the Daily Ticket with you here on a victorious Monday. And, folks, um, you know, look, after la- after yesterday's 32-6 victory, of course, all of the Philadelphia Eagle fans that I see in my timeline are thinking big things, and I am absolutely fine with that because I did not think we would have saw that type of display, that type of play calling, that type of performance all across the board, as I said in the first hour, by the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you want to believe and think that this division is 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 there for the taking, which it is, uh, and then even go further than that, that maybe Jalen Hurts is the guy that, that we, want hit, we wanted him to be, that Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman expected him to be, all across the board, I am all on board because after that performance yesterday in the ATL where they were three-and-a-half-point dogs, Vegas, what you know. And I went into this, some of the numbers as far as Vegas is concerned, man. The dogs were barking in a big, big way. Eight outright dog victories, nine and five on the – or excuse me, a, a it was 11 and 4 dogs ATS that's including Thursday's game with the Cowboys 11 and 4 as we head into Monday night football also unders 9 and 6 but with that allow me to bring in the man who covers the Eagles for us here on The Gambler. And you can read him over at thelibertyline.com. Fantastic stuff. As I just saw a piece a little earlier this afternoon that he put out uh, about uh, Jalen Hurts' PFF rankings and how he only trailed one quarterback by the name of Tom Brady this week. Greatest of all time. <laughs> He's in the same company as the greatest to ever play the game. Never a doubt. Literally. The- Never a doubt. The man, Victor Williams. You can follow him at the Philly Pod. Read him at thelibertyline.com. Vic, good afternoon. Great to hear from you, sir. Hello, sir. Appreciate you having me on on the first victory Monday of the season. Yes. Didn't, we, we all figured that the Eagles would win, but, but not in this fashion, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> I will be up front, and I put it out. I'm Philly Embitzer. We Everyone gave out their predictions. I said that they were going to lose a close game at the Unreal. end. Yeah, Unreal. Yeah, I, I said last-second field goal. I know, cop-out, cliche, whatever. I did like the Eagles, uh, you know, getting down there and covering that number, making it that close. But, you know, look, put that to the side. Who cares? Bottom line is I did not expect to see what we saw yesterday. So, I'm, uh, you know, let's start with Nick Sirianni. I know Jalen Hurts is the hot topic, but I want to talk about Nick Sirianni. Uh, 
you know, just the play calling, Vic, surprised me. Uh, you know, the swinging of, of the screen passes, bubble screens, but it, there seemed to be more movement, getting the offensive line involved, uh, hat on a hat. It, it just looked like X's and O's. You know, look, one game in, small sample size, not trying to get too crazy, but it looks like X's and O's play calling might be a strength for Nick Sirianni. Again, one game in, but I that was my biggest takeaway. Vic, I'm a big guy that always wants to play to your strengths, right? Keep it, keep it simple, stupid. That's words I live by. Kiss. First play from scrimmage, he runs Quez Watkins, screen pass, goes for 10, picks up the, picks up the, uh, the or moves the chains. That's always good. Gets your quarterback comfortable, gets the completion. But I also want to come back to the fact that that was the most successful play in preseason for the Eagles when Flacco hit Quez and he took it the distance. So he went back to the bread and butter. And and I just, I love that. When you keep it simple, play to your strengths. And to me, one game in, I think Nick Sirianni showed us who he is. He certainly showed us that he's a football guy. And he also showed us that, not to, not to you know, we don't do Doug slander here because he won us the Super Bowl, but it kind of shows you how overcomplicated things used to be in the Eagles offense. And Nick Sirianni doesn't overthink things. If it ain't broke, yep. don't fix it. Like three straight passes to Quez Watkins. That's that's he looked like WR won the first couple games. I was like, wow, they really are working on that connection there. Um, he he caught a complete game and he certainly didn't look like a, uh, a rookie head coach. And I think his his scheming was most on display on that Devontae Smith touchdown with that Zachary's pick play like that. That was pristine play design the way he got Devontae Smith open for his first career catch and touchdown on the same play. So I was impressed with everything I saw from Sirianni, the game plan, the way he put his receivers in a position to succeed. And we've been saying ad nauseum on the show, Sean, about how Sirianni has been voicing um, that he just wants to use players in their best positions. He wants everybody to be flexible. He wants everybody to be able to play every position. Nobody's limited to the slot. Nobody's limited to the outside. Everybody is going to contribute in some facet. Rager scored three players, 22 years old, scored yesterday. I think mm -hmm. Kenneth Gainwell, Rager, and uh, and Devontae, all 22 years old and all scoring. Like, where do you where do you even see that? And, Jay, oh, I guess Jalen Hurts. I think Gainwell's younger. I think I meant, I meant Jalen Hurts there, but... They, you, when you have guys like that, that you don't expect to contribute right away, and you're using guys like Kenneth Gainwell, like he's a feature in the offense, that's certainly impressive to me. Uh, you know, the, the, his press conferences, the ones that you were upset about, Sean, are, are so long, wait, 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 so, wait, wait. so far gone I, now, well, so far I, gone. I, now. Upset, <laughs> you know, I, I think there was, a, he, he, yeah, upset maybe in the, in the beginning, I think the first one or two was like, what I was is trying to tell on? you, man. He what was like, I'll see it. I, I don't know. I always <laughs> toss the caveat out there. I hope he can coach. So I, I <laughs> put that out there. I said it. I joined the post game show. I took my lumps yesterday. John Jansen didn't give me any, give, uh, give me too Jansen. many lashings. But you're right. I did have fun with the paper, rock, scissors. How does Kobayashi eat so many hot dogs? The sound bites are good. And I want Nick Sirianni to keep that. I don't want him to change. I still want the, the gold takes. All right. So just continue to speak. Off the cuff, Nick Sirianni, but continue to win and continue to coach. I do want to give it up. I do want to give it up. I was very surprised yesterday, and uh, all along I threw the caveat every single time. I hope he could coach. I have no idea if he could coach. I just, here's my opening gut feel, and I was just like, what is going on? You know, look, I see him doing the secret handshakes with Jalen Hurts. I see him wearing the stupid T-shirts. 
I don't know. <laughs> stupid tees. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, wearing Brandon Graphic Graham. tees, man. What's wrong with graphic well, tees? wearing graphic <laughs> tees. Again, it's a different He's not even age. 40 yet, man. He's I, not even 40 yet. I'm a, yeah, and I am. An old, I'm an old man. I just think of like, could you it's imagine? because you don't wear polos like you on the golf course. Well, hang on. Cool. Can you imagine Bill Belichick or anybody oh, no. wearing like, you know, one of their players' graphic tees? That's all. I was having fun with it. Again, Nick Sirianni deserves a ton of credit. There is no slant coming out today on Nick Sirianni. Not at all. And none should be. And none should be. Now, right. after, like, I, and I get it. Like you, like you mentioned, it's one week. It's an Atlanta team that mm-hmm. only won four games. They were ranked mm-hmm. at the bottom of the league in pass defense. So we shouldn't be getting ready for the parade by any means. But very, very encouraging signs for the, for the Sirianni Hurts era in Philadelphia. There it is. I like that. It was a test. It was a test yesterday. Very good one. They laid out the schedule kind of perfect, the NFL. Yeah. There's 17. <laughs> for once. There's for once. 17 tests. There's no pop quiz. We're over the exhibition season. Bring on the 49ers. I think that that's going to be a tough battle next week. That will be tough. That will be. That defense is no joke. It's going to be a great game. I look forward to it. All right. You know, you brought up Gainwell. Talk to me. What what happened there? Nine carries, 37 yards. Uh, He got in the end zone. Is this expected? Two catches? I I mean, I wasn't expecting to see this guy go 10-plus touches in the game. What was your thoughts heading in, and and what's your takeaway now? I certainly wasn't either. I thought we would see Boston Scott. I didn't think Gainwell would be featured as much this season, let alone the first game of the year. Uh, maybe the Eagles are saving Boston Scott for the Giants matchups. Maybe that's the only reason he was retained on, on the roster. Uh, but Gainwell, man, we know that he can do it all from the tape. We knew that he should have in no way, shape, or form slipped to the 150th pick in the draft. And maybe I'm at fault for not – Maybe maybe I'm at fault for underestimating – them using Gainwell because he came from an offense that features Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, who the Colts literally just paid. So coming from that offense, I should have assumed that they would use a uh, a two-back system here. I just figured they would feature Miles a lot more. And Miles got his. He had 113 yards from scrimmage. But, man, Gainwell 10 touches, a 10-plus uh, touches, like you mentioned, and a touchdown already. And he got a lot of snaps. I haven't seen the snap counts yet, but he was in there for, for uh, uh, a, a lot more than I anticipated. They used him on a fourth down that they didn't convert. That's probably my one criticism. of I don't know why they ran Gainwell up the gut on a, on a fourth down, but, uh, you know, those are the growing pains that you're going to have with these kind of things. But very encouraging signs from Gainwell. Um, the only downfall from this, and this is more from a fan perspective, is that I see people now saying that if Gainwell keeps this up, Miles isn't going to get a second contract. Like that's a little, that's a little, uh, <laughs> that's a little premature. But but all in all, very impressive from Gainwell. I guess we should prepare for him being a feature back in this offense alongside Miles Sanders. All right, now let's get to the quarterback. Let's talk about Jalen Hurts here. About 20, time. 20, 27, 35, <laughs> 264. And again, uh, just pleasantly surprised as far as throwing the football down the field, taking shots, hooking up with Devontae Smith right from the jump for that first touchdown. Gorgeous play. Let me ask you, you're a guy that watches tape. You're a guy that knows X's and O's. How, you know, it was Ertz, I believe, on the rub, right? I think it was on, on Devontae. Yeah, Ertz with the pick play. Yeah. So, how is that not called? I, I, and again, I, Eagles fan here. I'm happy. That's the scheme, man. That's the scheme. Meaning, I'm more first. That's that's you're, that's that's more so like I don't think it was illegal. I think Sirianni designed it that way. He didn't flat out like 
pick off the, the defender. He, he was just kind of in the way. He was just kind of in the way. I mean, he went. So he cuts in. Obviously, we know what we're talking about. Up and out, or uh, uh, you know, the 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 out and up a route for for Devontae Smith into the corner of the end zone. Perfect, perfectly placed ball. But Zach Ertz off the line of scrimmage runs like a three yard, almost a slant, but stop. And then he when he stops, he goes sideways and goes wide. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really touch the, the defender, but the defender was definitely bothered. He tried to by sell it. He yeah. tried to sell it. He tried and to sell it. I'm just like, man. I if you want to talk about plays to complain about, I think we got away with the uh, first of all, we got away with that Ertz throw that um sure. that that Hertz underthrew because that we all saw that hit the ground. Yep. And that Goddard one was a great play by Hertz, but that was suspect at best. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I'm live from Avalon, man, and I, the, the replays weren't really happening too fast here. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I did see a lot of people on the timeline. Hey, no complaints on the. I mean, Devontae's got the man. rabbit ears. Yeah. on the TV down. Yeah, yeah. no complaint. No, there's no rabbit ears in this place. Let me tell you that right. Four floors, elevator. Now we're living it up this week. But I just want to say, no complaints on that. But let's talk about Jalen Hurts here. 27, 35, 264, three touchdowns. Uh, you said it in your article at Liberty Line. The Liberty line.com only person better than him at the quarterback position week one tom brady according to pff what was your takeaways let's start with the positives jalen hurts well we all have to start with the way he commanded the offense and we all saw it last season you know those last four games where the moment never looked too big for him but man he goes out as the first game as the presumptive face of the franchise man this it's it's certainly encouraging and he didn't even look like a second year quarterback out there i know we're all excited and we're trying to to compose ourselves but when you watch Jalen hurts nobody can sit here and say that he looked like a second year quarterback and obviously pff uh for what it's worth whoever i know some people aren't big pff guys uh but they they had him right behind brady too and the most important stat takeaway from this and it's not a stat a whole lot of people look at but it's the adjusted completion percentage 90 percent Jalen hurts yesterday now, by definition, just to translate, it is the quarterback's passing accuracy without incompletions caused by drops or batted passes or like spikes and things like that. So, so translation basically hurts was ninety percent accurate yesterday, other than drops and spikes and throwaways and and things like that. So, for all of the the hurts doesn't have an NFL arm crowd, and he we don't know if he can be a starter in this league. He abolished all of that stuff yesterday. If there's anything that Hurts did prove is that he does belong in the league and he looked like a top 15 guy yesterday. Yes, he did. No, you're right about that. Uh, Going into the game, you and I discussed a number of plays as far as props are concerned with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you went season long. I went the first game. I can't. Wait. I can't wait to see these numbers for San Francisco because now no, they're going to be ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know how it works. You can't overreact to week one, so maybe mm-hmm. we got to go the other way. But with that being said, you went on a season total that I think was spot on. When you said it on Friday, I go, "Whoa, all right, Vic." I looked it up. I wish I fired on it. Did not. I got so many futures. So I said, you know, I got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, it's too many to look at. So I fired up DraftKings Sportsbook and you said, just take a look at Jalen Hurts' numbers from season total. 20 and a half. You broke it down. You did the math. 17 games. You compared it to what we saw last year a little bit. 20 and a half touchdown passes for the season. He's already got three. That's, That's a pretty good play by you, Vic. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. Like like I broke it down on Friday, like 20 and a half in a 17-game season. You're telling me that he only has to throw more than one touchdown per game in four games this year? Like what? I, I guess they're factoring in like the possibility of injury or Garner Minshew or running the ball. Like I don't know what they – I don't I don't know what they uh, were, trying to, were trying to factor in. But 20 and a half was always 
borderline disrespectful to what we saw from Jalen Hurts last season. And I, I, the books are scrambling now. I think it's already up to 24 and a half. So wow. uh, they, they, you're going to have to hurry up and throw some money on that before, before you get up yourself in the 30s. Um, like I said Friday, I threw a uh, irresponsible amount of money on that, and it's looking good, good for me so far. So. Good for you. <laughs> no, good for you. Uh, and then my favorite play heading into the game was the uh, rushing total for Jalen Hurts, uh, and it was listed at 39, which was I, – I just – you know, look, and, and even looking back at it, I, I didn't think he was going to throw the ball. Well, I didn't think he was going to have that much success throwing the ball. I thought he would have ran the ball a little bit more. Let's put it that way. Um, he finished, He had 37 rushing yards at half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was an easy winner. I knew it was going to be. He finished with 62, seven carries, 62. You know, and it's great to just take it back to the Eagles side of things as far as Nick Sirianni is concerned. That's what is Jalen Hurts' strength? Is it throwing the football? Is it making plays with his feet? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's the ability to do both because we all see that when a quarterback is better at one or the other, then that's what they're more inclined to do. And Hurts did show a few times that his inclination was to run, and then he tried to, um, and then he tries to compose himself and make plays again. I think the fact that now he's proving that he's a jack of all trades and he can do both at an effective rate, I think that's what makes him most dangerous. Uh, a lot of the uh, narratives heading into the season was like, well, he we know he can run the ball, but can he be accurate? And all this, you know, the 52% completion is what everybody stared at in the offseason. And now after one game, his his career completion percentage is now up to 57. So, so again, I know it's a it's a it's a abysmal um, Atlanta Atlanta secondary. We we all talked about that on Friday, but he's showing that he can pass in this league and he can be accurate. And like I mentioned with the adjusted completion percentage yesterday, when you empty that clip at a 90% rate and you're on the money and you fire balls into windows like he did into Dallas Goddard, teams are going to have to respect that. Once you start respecting the throw, it becomes harder and harder to respect the run. Play actions become more deadly. Now you have two backs that people have to worry about. You have screens from Rager you have to worry about. You have Quez. Devontae Smith has already made his mark. This offense on paper, you know, if it continues on this on this trajectory, it's going to be tough for defenses to stop. And San Fran is going to be a good benchmark for where the Eagles are. Yes, it is. And we'll, we'll get into that game a little bit later, obviously. Just taking a brief look at some of the numbers coming out for next week's games. Uh, but bottom line is uh, we, uh, we have plenty to discuss here on a Monday. Looking back at yesterday's huge Eagles victory over the Atlanta Falcons. All right, let's stay on the positives. Talk to me a little bit more. What's your biggest takeaway? Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Besides Jalen Hurts, what else caught your attention? For me, offensive line again, man. They were bruisers out there yesterday. No surprise. No surprise because going into this season, absolutely a strength. But again, uh, there was just so many big blocks downfield, crucial blocks. I mean, just demolition style blocks so the offensive line for me is a huge takeaway as far as positives are concerned yeah how about jason kelsey moving two guys getting two guys out the club on on, on one play <laughs> am i allowed a day one of that contract proving that he's worth every penny yep this offensive lineman it sure does feel like the eagles acquired like three free agent offensive line because <laughs> we didn't have any of these guys um last season so that offensive line was crazy um, my biggest takeaway from the offense is that they put up points they, this is the first time they put up 30-plus points since December of 2019. Didn't do it at all last season. And this is the biggest, this is the largest margin of victory since November of the Super Bowl year. 
So now they're putting up points, and they have an offense that that isn't stagnant, that isn't stale. They're not forcing things. They're not trying to make players do things that that they're not tailored to do. And I think that's one of the most important things. My biggest takeaway is that the Eagles put up points on the board. And I know that people look at Dallas, and they're saying, well, the only way the Eagles can beat out Dallas in the division, uh, because who knows what's going on with Washington and, and their QB situation, uh, but the only way to beat Dallas is to outscore them because that, that that offense is crazy. And now it looks like the Eagles might have a chance to do so. So so the way they put up points was was the most surprising thing to me and one of the most electric positives I can pull out of that. All right, let's talk about the defense. You know, a lot of people wanted to give the defense a little slack, some slack to start the game. Nope. I, I, yeah, I did it because ultimately when you're on the road in a dome environment, I know Atlanta doesn't have a great home crowd. Hell, I heard a lot of Eagles chants yesterday at the broadcast. Yeah, they, Eagles fans took that over. But, you know, look, it's a difficult environment. And they they bent, but they didn't break. You know, bend but don't break mm-hmm. mentality. The ghost of Jim Schwartz lives on. Man. There it is. <laughs> so, for me, look, at the end of the day, 32-6 to six was the final score. So, I can't really complain that loud about the defense. Uh, I, I, I don't think anybody can. I'm not complaining about it. But was there anything that was concerning to you on the defensive side of the ball? Um, Not too much after the first quarter because that first quarter – I think the Falcons outgained the Eagles yardage-wise 144-65 to in the first quarter, and then the Eagles outgained them 369-116 to the rest of the game. So maybe they were just rusty, and Jonathan Gannon was trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. The pass rusher was effective all game. Uh, I know the sacks didn't come until later. Uh, well, Hargrave had two and Ridgeway had one, but that pass rush was in Matt Ryan's face all game. Mm-hmm. And that rotation, if you look at the snap counts, that's one the one thing I did see before I got on here with you. Uh, the snap counts was literally almost split between the seventh, de- between the seven defensive linemen. They are rotating fresh bodies in there every single series, and it's going to be difficult to stop when you constantly have a fresh body in there. Ridgeway, you have Sweat, you have Barnett, you have Cox, Hargrave. It's just how do you how do you stop a defensive front like that when they're all dominant and they're all fresh and they all have time to rest? It is it is ridiculous, and I think for the first time in a long time, the Eagles actually have a bona fide like cornerback duo like slay was locking down ridley after the first quarter ridley only had 51 yards kyle pitts the chess piece the darren waller whatever you want to call him 31 yards yeah okay so so, um so yes steven nelson and um and and darius slay held their own too i'm not used to having two competent cornerbacks but i'm certainly not going to uh, complain about it i liked what i saw from the eagles defense yesterday slay absolutely nelson i need to watch a little bit more but you know veteran kind of knows what it's like to be in 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 that position so it wasn't too surprising to see success um Hargrave as you pointed out had two sacks that's great to see Mm -hmm. it all broke loose in the fourth held Mike Davis to 3.3 yards per carry he settled down so I was never scared of Mike Davis but that 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 run defense is always going to be a strong suit as long as Fletcher Cox is here well you and I talked about on Friday and we went down in numbers first of all shout out as you said about Ridley opening up the first drive with three straight catches or three catches in that opening drive and only ended up with five catches of 51 so the lockdown did happen there but Pitts Pitts was a guy Pitts Pitts was a guy that I that's what everybody told me on Twitter you can't pass on Pitts he's generational he's Darren Waller he's all this and I'm just sitting there like yeah well now now look at this guy what do you mean pass on him you're talking fantasy 
No, I'm talking about like um in the draft when the Eagles still had the oh. sixth pick and they were like, oh, oh Pitts falls to you, you have to take him, you he's have to do this. He's a chess piece. No, he's yeah, a some rookie. chess piece he was yesterday. Stop. Some chess piece. His he first was. game, and, and you already want to cut him. Come on, he he's is. A bust. He's yeah, a bust. exactly. You're calling literally him a bust. bust. All right, but no. With that being said, you're talking four catches, 31 yards. Talk to me about the linebacker situation. This was an area that concerned me coming into the season. You and I talked about it on Friday. What was your takeaway yesterday as far as the linebackers are concerned? And obviously, the proof is in the pudding looking at those numbers. Four of catches, 31 yards. Kyle Pitts, I know we're having fun with it, but he really is that talent. I mean, he will be good. I'm just messing yeah. around. <laughs> um, my one takeaway, number one, Eric Wilson is still a missed tackling machine. I can't. I lost count of how many missed tackles that guy had. But we that he had that issue coming in here. So I was already kind of prepared for that. Alex Singleton is 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 still that bona fide guy in the mm-hmm. middle. Uh, he's still uh, he's not a great coverage linebacker, but he he did his job yesterday. So I liked what I saw from Wilson and Singleton yesterday. Jannard Avery started, and we didn't hear his name a whole lot, which means he didn't make any mistakes. So I'll take that compared to hearing Nathan Gary as often as we did last year. Yeah, uh, right. but we'll we'll see how how he fares against George Kittle next week, and, and and we'll go from there. I feel like the Falcons didn't know how to really use Kyle Pitts. Um, but like we mentioned, like the shutdown kind of happened after the first quarter for the passing game in general. Like they were running the ball with like quarter out Patterson. That's how bad it got. So, so between Pitts and Hayden Hurst, they each had four catches. Um, so, so we'll have to see how, how the Eagles defend George Kittle next week. All right. Uh, finally, on the 32 to 6 drubbing of the Atlanta Falcons, let's talk special teams. Takeaway mm-hmm. from special teams. Yeah, How about it? Let's talk How about, about it. Yeah, let's talk about special teams here as far as, you know, what we're going to see moving forward. Uh, what was your takeaway? Punt returns, kick returns, uh, special teams as a whole from yesterday. Um, well, Jay Jaws is a special team stud. He showed why he made the roster over Fulgham, so that's number one. And number two, it looks like Rager is – I don't know if it's just me – but it looks like Rager is still like I don't know if he's uncomfortable catching punts. Like, did, didn't he like bobble like one or two? Or my eyes just just messing with me. He didn't look comfortable back there. Um, but at least we didn't see Greg Ward, so I guess that's that's a positive. Yeah. Um, I liked. Um, uh, I think they had Quez kick returning. I like that. I like that for him. Uh, very good for special team stuff. And Arian Sipos. I had a nickname ready for him that I can't even I can't even use now because he's actually good. Um, so I can't say it now. Uh, but how about the punting debut? I can't remember a punter. Who who got consecutive punts inside the fifteen like that? Like that's a good debut mm-hmm. for for Aryan Sipos because I was complaining about not bringing back a guy like Cam Johnson who was literally the best player on the roster last year and <laughs> the Eagles didn't bother to bring to bring him back. But I but he's encouraging. Jake Elliott made his one lone kick, so can't complain there. Uh, encouraging stuff from the special teams unit. All right. Uh, look, Vic, we got so much to discuss this week. Talk about the Eagles, but you know, just getting on Monday, getting everything out there, the important stuff. Of course, super excited about what we saw in week one. Uh, But just a quick thought on this Sunday's game against the 49ers. 49ers opened up huge against the Detroit Lions, kind of took their foot off the gas pedal, in my opinion. I wasn't able to watch that game in great detail, so maybe some And the Lions, like, come back? Yeah, the Lions did come back. (laughs) It was like 41-33 or something. Correct, they did. Um, And and, and again, I think it was more along the lines of the 49ers were just drubbing them, but I think the 49ers are a good team. I thought that coming in, you know, we know it's Shanahan, they have playmakers. I like Jimmy G, defense is okay. So I'm looking at this game. The Eagles are catching three and a half at home to open up that home opener. Tell me why we should not be, you know, salivating to take the Eagles catching three and a half at home here. 
Um, well, number one, the 49ers, for whatever reason, are attempting to run like a dual QB offense. Like, didn't Trey Lance throw a touchdown yesterday? <laughs> like, they're trying to make sure they get the use out of, out of their draft picks. But they have some guys over there. Mostert, uh, I think Debo Samuel had almost 200 yards receiving yesterday. Brandon Ayuk, who we studied a whole lot in scouting a couple years ago. That guy's a, a, a technical root runner. We saw what, what he could do last year. George Kittle, obviously. Um, this is going to be the, the they got week two and they have a, a, a test for that home opener. So we're going to come off that high fairly quickly. <laughs> and that defense with Bosa and those guys and Fred Warner, who just got paid in the offseason. That's a that's a top. I'll say top seven linebacker in this league. These guys are they, they didn't, they're no joke. The San Francisco team and coming off that it would have been a route if, if they didn't let it off the gas and let Detroit make it a little bit interesting. Um, but Jimmy G is a fairly good quarterback in his own right. They have an offense. That defense is their strong suit. They're only a few years removed from a Super Bowl. It's going to be a test for, for Sirianni coming in in the home opener, trying to derail them. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. Loud is right. Thank goodness they won because I was like, man, if they lost, that tailgate's not going to be that popping. But it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a show. You heading down? Oh, I'll be there. Probably won't know my name by 1230. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's nothing wrong with that. All right, Victor Williams, you're sticking around with me. Another segment on the other side. Let's talk about the East. Of course, the NFC East. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about what we saw at Washington. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the Giants. Uh, the Eagles currently sit in first place in week one. First place. <laughs> Sole possession. Ah, run me my belt. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, we'll also mix in what we t- – our biggest takeaways from yesterday's week one uh, dose. And, of course, we got a Monday night football game coming up where the yes, Raiders are catching four at home against the Ravens. So we'll break that down. On the other side, don't move. Daily ticket rolling on. More after this. All right, welcome back. Fox Sports Radio again. We're presented by Kira Auto Insurance. Sharp Race Daily Ticket with you here on a Monday. Um, as I am live from Avalon, New Jersey. Beautiful, beautiful day here uh, on the beach. I'm sure it is in the Delaware Valley as well. Hot one, Vic. Hot one, sir. Yeah, it's getting a little. Uh, it's getting a little warm. I saw the weather yesterday, and they were like, "Yeah, it's gonna be 90s all week." And like, I thought autumn was here. Like, yeah. what happened? Well, my my I thought su- pumpkin spice was the thing. Now. Yeah, <laughs> my suitcase is filled with sweatshirts and sweatpants. Dang, you, you have know? to buy some trunks, man. Yeah, tell me about it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, who goes to the beach and doesn't bring uh, tank tops and stuff? No, I did, but just fully expected. As uh, This is something that my my wife's side of the family does. They go away every September. So, uh, you know, it's frowned upon in our business to do that. But, hey, the show goes on, baby, as I'm... I got twin beds in front of me right now. I got anchors on the wall. I got some sublime sun with a mirror. I got a pool in my background. My family's out there swimming right now as we speak. It's a glorious day, though. No complaints. They're swimming and we're grinding. Yes. Of course. They're swimming. We're grinding. <laughs> All right. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get over to uh, what we saw this past week because uh, the Cowboys opened up on Thursday. We talked a lot about that on Friday, so mm-hmm. I know your take, but if you want to react How about them Cowboys? Yeah, How about them? You know, I think that they <laughs> I think they deserve a little credit because, you know... We're going to do moral victories here. All right, you're right. <laughs> I love it. No, I would say, you know, as far as if there's a team that I think um, offensively could 
match up and and give the Eagles fits. And again, off of one game, one game sample size, it's the Cowboys. Oh, I I watched that Giants. It's not Bron- Taylor Heineke, you'll tell you. And exactly, and I watched that Giants Broncos <laughs> game, and that was a disaster. Why do the Giants have like answer me this? Like, why do the Giants have such? I don't even think it's faith anymore. But like, what is it about Daniel Jones? Like, people are saying like the Eagles not taking Justin Fields should be talked about, and I'm like the Giants not taking Justin Fields should be talked about. Correct. Daniel Jones has 40 turnovers and 28 games. Yeah, that's that is wild. It really that is. is. Insane. Yeah, he is. He and this was his year. This is his year. There's no excuses. Nothing. Man, they gave the man Kenny Galladay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and all I'm gonna say is, you know, all the Joe Judge love that was out there oh, all last God. year. What now, a disaster of a training camp. Bro. Yeah. Now, now, what is your thoughts after the Denver Broncos roll into New York to open up? 9-11 weekend, and they smashed the Giants 27-13. to 13. That game was a disaster. It really was. Uh, all, all, fa- all facets, the Giants looked terrible. So I'd be extremely concerned if I was a Giants fan with Joe, Joe Judge and that offense. But, you know, as far as the Cowboys, the, the Washington football team, the Giants, what was your biggest takeaway? Um, well, yeah, so everybody was – I was – before the season started – I was leaning towards uh, – this division was like Washington's to lose, essentially, after yep. what they showed from their defense. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, those guys. And they almost beat the ensuing Super Bowl champions with Taylor Heineke last year. Like, they gave them a, they gave them a scare. <laughs> so I was like, man, Washington is, is their division to lose. And then, you know, all jokes aside, Dallas put on a show against against the Super Bowl champions. You can't – you know, if they had somewhat of a defense, they, they, they might, might have won that game. Um, so Dak did everything he could. They have to figure out how they're going to use Zeke in that offense because you can't pay the man $90 million to be a pickup, like a blitz pickup guy. You can't pay the man to be a six offensive lineman. Uh, you got to you gotta feature him in the offense some type of way. Uh, but when you have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, who's missing some time, but he'll be back. And even Cedric Wilson is a good receiver in his own right. And they got some tight ends there. That, that offense is, is dynamic. And I feel a little more confident now that the Eagles did what they did yesterday. Because if anything, they can at least get into a shootout with these guys, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, so I think the, the Cowboys are probably the biggest threat to the division right now. We'll see. I don't know what the news is on Fitzpatrick for Washington. I, I haven't heard anything yeah, yet. Yeah, talking about possibly could be broke. Could could be something broke there. Yeah, what he was got it, cracked hip? his hip or something, yeah, right? Hip, yeah, hip, yeah. I mean, he's 38 years young, man. I mean, he's up there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is, this is a young Probably had game. enough. He's yeah. like, yeah, this is it, man. <laughs> and Heineke ain't it. I'm with you there. Let's, nah. talk, let's talk about that defense, though, because Justin Herbert rolls into D.C. only sacked two times. Eckler, 57 yards rushing. But Justin Herbert was able to throw the ball effectively, 337. I know he had one pick. Uh, don't know. What do you have? How many touchdowns? I forget if he did have any touchdowns passing. But 31 had one. Did he? Uh, one passing touchdown. Yeah. 340 yards of it. Yeah, exactly. So, look, I, I am a guy that's high on the Chargers offense. I love Keenan Allen. I like Eckler a lot. I think Justin Herbert is going to take a step back just based off of what he did last year. His numbers oh, you were, think so? Yeah, uh-huh. not, not crazy, crazy step back. But I think... I, I honestly, I'd be surprised if he improves this year as far as stats are concerned. That's yeah, how good he was. Last he year. set the bar pretty high. Correct, yeah. you know. But Washington, I'm with you. The reason why I thought DC was going to win the division this year is because of that defense. Mm-hmm. After one game, what are we saying now about that defense? Uh, I anything? Uh, I still think they're a force. I mean, when you have Keenan yeah. Allen, you have Mike Williams, Justin Herbert. I mean, it's the first game of the season. I think, I think that defense is still the best in this. By far in this division. Um, well, I don't want to say by far because yeah. the Eagles the Eagles have a pretty good defense. Sure. Um, but they're still scary. I don't think this game 
shows you. Uh, I mean, you have you have it's Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert, like and Austin Eckler, who does it all basically. He's like McCaffrey light for that team. So I th- I, I I think that defense is still a force. I don't think they're overrated by any means. Um, I just think they're going to take a little bit to, to round into form, and they'll be the same dominant defense that they were last season. All right. Uh, let's keep it moving around the NFL. What was the biggest surprise? What was after last night you sat down, you grabbed yourself a bowl of chips and, and, and a Diet Pepsi, and you sit down on the couch? <laughs> I don't drink soda, man. No, you don't drink soda? Nice. I cut it out of my diet, Good man. job. But nice work by you. Uh, what was your biggest whoa, what moment from week one? Uh, Carson Wentz fumbling a QB sneak. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I think it might have to be the the Packers. And it's like, gotta be. It's gotta just, be. Just the collapse. Like, what is like? How? Is Aaron Rodgers pulling a Paul Crew or like what is going on here? <laughs> what is going? Like how? how oh did, my god! How did we get to that? And Jameis, I believe, threw five touchdowns. Five passes. touchdowns. What is it, what is going on with Jameis? And in, he only threw. He only completed like fourteen passes like, in a game. <laughs> in a game that you know should have been in Green Bay's favor with the you know the the the, the New Orleans Saints. It's supposed to be a home game. They play that on the road. Like. There were so many things that were in the New Orleans Saints or the Green Bay Packers' favor there, and they got completely dismantled. Like we saw Jordan Love more than we did all last season yesterday. Crazy. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. It has to be that moment. had to be that moment. How about to the Kansas City Chiefs side of things? Yeah, I was about to say, it's a close second. The Browns, almost almost they threw that pick at the end. Typical Baker Mayfield. But, man, the Chiefs, uh, I mean, they're still the juggernaut that they are. Tyreek Hill, what do he have, like 200 yards receiving? So they're still just as good. They're just going to take a minute or two uh, to round into form. They got that new, newly formed offensive line and all those things. But the Browns made it interesting. That's I'll, I'll give them that. Nick Chubb is still as good as ever. Uh, I don't know what's going on with OBJ. I'm hearing that he might not play next week now and the mm-hmm. team might deal him and all this, but the Eagles are linked to OBJ every year, so yeah. so who knows? <laughs> so, I don't want him. Yeah. I don't want him. Never yeah, no, I'm good. We got the Heisman winner. We got the Heisman winner. Yeah, yeah. I was, I've, I've, I've been sour on OBJ, and, and yeah, know, people, I think last season kind of did it for me. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm over this. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah, you really break down his numbers, and it's not all that impressive. He was an incredible yeah. talent. He still is an incredible talent. Uh, when we'll he always have the, the Giants run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll uh, one other, oh, wow, moment from week one. Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I was me, me and one of my one of my buddies were uh, breaking down who could be um, their like sleeper MVP candidates this season. And I've been riding with Stafford ever since that trade happened. Like I, I firmly believe he'll be an MVP candidate this season. And my boy uh, said Kyler Murray, and and I wasn't like shocked. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's such a crazy tick. Like, and yesterday was insane. He 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 cooked all over the place. It's Kyler. Kyler is is gonna make a run for that MVP award this year. Yeah, and right now as we speak, just pulling it up on DraftKings Sportsbook, Patrick Mahomes leading the charge at plus 550. Stafford, 8-1. to one. Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes in oh that victory. How about yesterday. Tyler Lockett? Bro? Yeah. Oh God, 10 to 1. bomb, yo. <laughs> 10 to 1 for Russell Wilson. Tom Brady also at 10 to 1, along with Kyler Murray at 10 to 1. No Hurts odds? What's going on here? Jalen Hurts is 35 to 1 for him. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let's take a pick, uh, quick quick pick at that one let me try that again a quick peek at that one excuse me mac jones four to one trevor lawrence five to one Najee 650 uh trey lance plus 750 zach wilson eight to one justin fields eight to one finally getting to him Devonte smith ten to one well no. trevor lawrence threw three picks yesterday so. yes he did yes he did <laughs> 
right. Urban and, Meyer's going to be out of this league in like two years. Stop it. No, he's not. Anyways, oh, he is. No, oh, he, he is. No, he's, he's, on that, he's on the way. Trust me. All right. <laughs> and then finally, we'll finish up with this one here. Nick Sirianni for Coach of the Year. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Everybody on board. Where oh, is he? Man. He's way down here. He's not. I'm not even seeing him. Hang on. They don't even got him on. <laughs> oh, there he is. 22 to 1. They have probably 14 coaches in front of him. He's at 22 to 1. Mike McCarthy, Sean McDermott, Matt Rule, Belichick, Kingsbury, Smith, Fangio, Flores, McVeigh, Shanahan, Peyton, Staley, all in front of him. Who's leading the charge? McCarthy? Right now, Staley's at 10 to 1 for, uh, for coach of the year. It doesn't look like, look, this is wide open. This is absolutely yeah, there's not even like a leader. Like I'm nah. trying to think who would be the favorite, and there yeah. really is none. Nah, it's too early for that. But I yeah. would say, why do you have Arthur Smith in front of Nick Sirianni right now? I, yeah, that's I, disrespectful. I don't understand. This man just lost. Yeah, literally just I lost. I don't understand that. Offense in shambles. Matt Ryan's like 49 <laughs> years old. God, why didn't they take a quarterback in the draft? What is going on? Yeah, it is. I guess Kyle Pitts, the universal chess piece, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> it was more important than getting freaking. One of those five generational cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything on tonight's Monday Night Football game that you want to uh, tell our listening audience as we fast forward and take a pick? Uh, why can't I talk today? I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, too hype, man. Yeah, too exactly. Excited. A peek <laughs> at tonight's game. Once again, it's the Ravens and the Raiders. Uh, 8-15 kick. Four is the spread. Ravens are favored on the road. 50 is the total. money line. feeling froggy. Take a leap on the Raiders plus 170 Ravens minus 200 on the road in Vegas. Look, to, for me, Vic, this team has been through a lot this I was about to say, are you ready camp. for the Circa 2015 running back group? Yeah. Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. Lev Bell back <laughs> out there. I like. They only need Todd Gurley. They'll have the best running back trio of. <laughs> this, is, this is a spread that makes me go, wait, what? So, and it's been like this for for a long time. You know, when these numbers came out, it hasn't really moved. I thought it was going to come down in, in Las Vegas's direction. It did not. Um, so that is concerning to me because I look at it and I go, why is that? So uh, as much as I want to sit here, hey, I'm going to ride the, the dog train. The dogs continue to bark. Uh, I'm going with the Raiders tonight. Give me the, give me the four at home, opening up Monday Night Football. Let's go. John Gruden and his squad. I like Josh Jacobs. I think that, you know, Ruggs is going to have a, a pretty good season. You hear a lot of good things about him. Uh, Carr, you know, why not? He had a good run a couple years ago. Can he get back into that flow? We'll see. But four points at home, I'll, I'm going to ride with the dog here. What's your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, I like that. I, I wasn't aware that the Raiders – the line should be coming down for them. Like, what are we – is there something I'm missing here? So, these injuries should be yeah. decimating those lines. Uh, but, yeah, I, like, I would I would lean the Raiders, too. I, I'm I'm liking that. Like, four points is insane. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Um, if, if there was a prop that I would lean in this game, it's probably either hmm. – I was gonna say Lamar anytime touchdown, but I kind of like Andrews a little <laughs> a little better just because I don't know which running back will get into the end zone. So I feel like Lamar might be he's the best runner they have on that team right now. So I feel like a, a anytime touchdown score prop for him would, would be a lock. But I would I'd ride with you for the especially since the dogs have been the trend all weekend. I think uh, the, I, the the Raiders would be worth the value here just because I don't know what I'm missing and I don't know what Baltimore's running game is going to look like when Lamar is the best runner on that team as of now. <laughs> it's crazy. 
It's absolutely crazy. So it's going to be a good game tonight. We'll be watching that one. Of course, week one will be in the books after tonight's game. And uh, what a fun way to start the season again. The first opener in Las Vegas with fans since they've been in Vegas. How about it? Yep. You know, it wasn't too much. Looking at this. With eight outright dog victories, and again, 11-4 ATS first week for the dogs. You know, fans in the stands didn't really help too much. You know, a lot of people were wondering, home crowd, fans back in the stands, what's going to happen? I don't think it was really too much of a factor. Yeah, it didn't really seem. I mean, you see the Eagles fans traveled well, so. (laughs) All right, Vic. Well, great stuff as usual, man. At the Philly Pod. Of course, you were live on YouTube. Continue to do a bang-up job on your YouTube channel. Folks, you better be following Vic if you don't already, and you better be reading them at thelibertyline.com. Vic, we'll touch base later in the week to get a little jump on this upcoming uh, game against the 49ers. And Thursday Night Football features the Reds, the Washington football team, and the Giants. So we'll have to touch base on that one as well. But, man, I appreciate a couple minutes today. Appreciate it, Sean. Just make sure you let everybody know that we can't hear them from first place. Hey. <laughs>